The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond and hello and welcome once again to IGN's weekly PlayStation show that sometimes skips weeks because of the holidays. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by my good pals, Jada Griffin and Brian Altano. Happy Hello. New Year! Hey, everybody. Happy New, Happy Year. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, so full disclosure, we're recording this on December 19th, 2023. Happy, days. New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, we're just trying to get a jump on the, you know, the post the holiday break time stuff because a lot of people are going to be out of the office and we don't want to make people uh, work too much when they're trying to, I, I don't know, be hung over or whatever you do on January 3rd or 1st or whatever. Um, anyway, on that note, there is some fun stuff to talk about. Kind of we're going to do a little bit of a recap of uh, Sony's year, Sony's 2023. We kind of want to look back at that and, and uh, you know, take it into account. Um, but that said, if any, if any like major huge news or announcements break or what have you, that's that's why that's what's going on. Before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the Death Stranding movie, which we've been getting kind of like tidbits of news trickling out gradually, literally trickling out uh, in the sense of the announcement that A24 is teaming up with them because Kojima was like, check out my shirt. And it was the A24 logo with Death Stranding ooze trickling out of it just to suggest that they are they are squatting up. Uh, A24 consistently behind some of the coolest, weirdest, you know, I think it's strange to call it indie movies at this point, but movies that are a little bit off the beaten path aren't based on known IP. In this case, kind of an mm-hmm. exception, but Death Stranding is inherently a very weird intellectual property to be, you know, turning into anything. and. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. I'm super. I'm. I'm extremely looking forward to this because, really, I feel like my biggest my biggest gripes with uh, with Death Stranding is the general pacing, the experience of playing it over the course of sixty hours or whatever it was. This movie will that. not be sixty yeah. hours long. There's no way. I don't know, man. Kojima's weird. It might be. I wouldn't <laughs> with any other with any any other auteur. I'll say I wouldn't entirely rule it out. Um, now I'm I'm with you. Like uh, I. I didn't particularly enjoy playing Death Stranding. Um, I know that's controversial because it was, you know, PlayStation exclusive for a minute. But um, uh, I, I like, I love the the world building in that game, and I love the the art. I think like the story is really cool. Just like the at least the premise. Um, I read I read the ending spoilers, and I'm not particularly enthused. But like, it's a it's a really cool world. It's a really cool setup. Like there's a lot of really interesting tech and art in this game that um, I I wasn't too fond of 
finding naturally while falling over in ravines and delivering packages. But telling a story in this world in a movie, sure, a hundred percent. I'm I will mm-hmm. I will watch that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, it for I, me. Oh, go ahead, Jada. I was gonna say, yeah, for me, it's kind of the same thing with Brian. Like I wanted to like this world. I wanted to like the gameplay of this more than I did. The world was great. The storytelling, fantastic. But just the the gameplay was one of those things that just really pulled me back um, and slowed down my wanting to play this more than I did. Well, you you come from like a a family of like postal workers uh, or you have, you know, you know, and it's like that's I can understand this being like I didn't want to watch the bear because my mom was a chef. I'm like, I don't I I have my issues with that. Get it out of here. But it's. Yeah. And it's also it's it's a it's a tough sell. It's a it's a strange game. Like it's very like it is it is something of an uphill battle in some cases, extremely literally. Mm hmm. But yeah, while playing this one, me and my partner were playing this one uh, for the same time at the same time for a little while or whatnot. And just having conversations with my mom about how our package deliveries and how they went wrong <laughs> and stuff like that. And she would just laugh. Oh, man. Um, she's like, that's not that's that's not how we would do it. And I'm like, well, it, it's a video game, mom. So <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Yeah, I think the lead is getting buried here in that this being like, oh, Kojima's making a movie. Kojima's been making movies for like 20 years. Like he's yes. been he's been injecting more and more cinematography and, and cutscenes. Like, I mean, what is it like Metal Gear Solid 4 is like 90 percent cutscenes or something like that. It's it's the most cutscene heavy game ever. Uh, he loves that stuff. I, I was actually sort of frustrated by the cinematic side of death stranding because so much of it is locked into single places like it's not it's not cinematic like it's very stage play-esque like it's a lot of people just talking to each other and then the actual Mm -hmm. gameplay itself is you know visually compelling there's some really cool set pieces some really cool moments there the lead getting buried here is that we're getting a movie that has yoji shinkawa character and mechanical designs which is what i'm extremely stoked about because this is going to be a really cool looking movie also Kojima, as far as we know, is not directing. He's going to be executive producing. He's going to be, I think, co-executive producing with Alex Labochi, uh, Hammerstone Studios, whose biggest name to claim to fame, whatever, is Barbarian, which is one of my favorite recent horror movies of the last few years. And I'm between that, you know, that creative squad and A24's kind of track record for visually impressive cinema. And then the fact that this isn't a straight adaptation, this isn't a story that I've already experienced. Uh, I don't think I would be particularly interested in, in trying to see how you would even begin to distill the plot of Death Stranding into a movie, like a you know two or three hour long movie. But if you take that universe and tell a new story in there, kind of like what the mm-hmm. Fallout TV show is doing, I'm cautiously very optimistic. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do wonder what's going to happen if like we get our first look at this movie and like norman reedus isn't in it because like i I don't think this is going to be about his character maybe he'll have a cameo but i think like the audience probably read the headline or saw the news death stranding movie and we're kind of like well i I know who can star in that one (laughs) because it seems like a shoe in right an -hmm. actor who's already in the game and got his likeness scanned i'm talking about jeff keely no um uh, if i'm walking i'm walking out of the theater of keely (laughs) in the movie (laughs) You um, think uh, think Conan O'Brien's going to make his appearance? I'll walk back into the theater if I hear Conan O'Brien is in the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if they're if they're telling a story within this world, then it's going to presumably be about a completely new character, right? Which is kind of interesting. Um, and so yeah, just to like kind of like head off the audience expectations there a little bit. Like Norman Reedus probably will not be the star of this film, and um, 
I don't know. Cool. Like let's let's get new stuff. Like the game tells that story already, right? And if mm-hmm. you don't like playing it, then watch a YouTube video of it. Like it's you can watch the Death Stranding movie right now on YouTube.com slash somebody's channel. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping they do some really cool stuff with it. And yeah, like it, what's interesting to me is that it's A24 and they historically have shied away from like super big budgets. But a couple months ago, they said that they were like interested in doing more like. Uh, kind of like blockbuster action stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that crosses over with this specifically. Like they they did the Annihilation movie, which was not by any mm-hmm. means a, a big blockbuster movie, but there's a lot of like really interesting, crazy set pieces in that and like really awesome uh, prosthetics and art and creature effects and stuff like that. Um, I, I love that movie, but uh, like you're going to have to go a little harder in the whole build out an alien world thing with the Death Stranding movie. And so, like, I'm really interested what, like, the budget looks like. Like, I don't how how I far they go with that. It. Really? I was going to say, like, you can of for Death Stranding with just exist, like, just shoot it in Iceland. Like, the whole game is basically yeah. photogrammetrized yeah. Iceland landscapes. You know, you throw in some some weird golden oozy slime monsters popping up here and there. That that would be probably CG regardless. But Annihilation was the first thing that popped into my mind, which is funny because Annihilation was is from Alex Garland, who... Uh, Alex Garland has such a bizarre relationship with with video games. Uh, he wrote the novel The Island. No, no, not The Island. The Beach, which was adapted into that Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio movie back in the late 90s, which was basically ripped off pretty beat for beat for the plot of Far Cry 3. So like video games are already cribbing from him. Meanwhile, Alex Garland hops over and worked for Ninja Theory. And I think I think worked on Heavenly Sword, definitely worked on Enslaved Journey to the West. Um mm. But it's it's Those bizarre to see titles. like a like a kind of successful filmmaker. Um, I, I guess he hadn't really done that much in film at that point. I think he'd done a little bit, maybe screenplays or something. But I, don't, I can't remember if he directed at that point. I, uh, quickly Wikipediaing him would be a quick way to do it. But his his movies he's put out since then, uh, you know, Ex Machina, Annihilation, Men, incredibly incredibly weird weird movies. The next one that's coming out, Civil War, uh, looks a little close to home. But I'm sure there's going to be some bizarre hook to it. Uh, but I love that. Yeah, if this is A twenty four being like, we're going in for Hollywood blockbusters, baby. We're teaming up with Kojima. It's like, okay, you found the most the most art house AAA guy in games possible. This is there's 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 no way this is normal. You know, this is not going to be a, a conventional approach to you. You cannot make a a popcorn Death Stranding movie. That just doesn't work. Yeah. So why try? Um, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm into it. I'm very excited about that that prospect and. I have no idea when it'll actually see the light of day, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it gets some, it has some really cool costumes and some beautiful cinematography, probably a banger soundtrack. Uh, hopefully Conan O'Brien shows up wearing a seal hat. Who's to say? <laughs> the thing I really hope to get is, is aside from, you know, uh, Shinkawa's wonderful, like mechanical and, and character designs. Uh, also just the, the weirdness of Kojima's games. Like there's always kind of a sense of humor there that, I think it's probably harder to inject that into a into a two hour movie than it is a game that you where you find bizarre stuff in the margins. But I still I hope there's room for that. And I, you know, I think there is. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we should probably talk about how 2023 went for Sony. This was a this was a big year for PlayStation because every year is a big year when you're PlayStation and you make lots of PlayStations and people buy the PlayStations and you make lots of games and other hardware and other stuff like that. That said, I feel like this year was extremely heavy on the uh, weirdo accessories side and then mm-hmm. on the not game side. So in terms of like making 
making games or regular hardware, Sony didn't really do that much this year. Uh, a lot of the sort of big wins were either, you know, third party games or movies or TV shows, which is seems like kind of two two sides of the general, like the, the core focus that we come to expect. But uh, yeah, we, we kind of scrubbed through a bunch of the topics we you know had on this show and the, the various news stories. Um, we're not really going for like fully comprehensive, but I wanted to sort of touch on some of the stuff that got sort of revealed and, and rolled out over the course of 2023. Uh, starting with uh, way, way back, uh, 2023 kicked off with the PlayStation 5 enabled Toyota, the, uh, the, the, the not PlayStation wagon. Um, I wish they were calling it that. That was very much like a CES reveal where it was like, great news, everybody. It's, uh, you can play Horizon in your, in your center console, which is, you know, that's, that's competing with Tesla being able to run The Witcher 3, that kind of thing. I cannot believe that story was this year, by the way. That's how long this year has felt. Also, during that time frame was probably, uh, you know, if that car had been released already, would have been the easiest way to get a PS5 um, <laughs> back in January. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, that was another big, big hit was that they they revealed that PlayStation 5s, this again, this is the, the third year of these things are the, you know, the year, year three. They're finally available for purchase like a normal thing, which is sort of, again, I would not surprise me if this console generation gets to be a little bit long in the tooth because it had kind of a slow start. Had kind of a rolling start, like a car, if you know what I'm saying. No, I don't know. Um, CES is probably kicking off any second now. I hope we get more updates on the weird PlayStation 5 car, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we don't because concept cars are frequently just that. They're like a crazy, you know, wingnut idea that doesn't materialize. Uh, The Last of Us series kicked off on HBO and Mm -hmm. all of us Mm -hmm. were pretty blown away by that. And it also, it had, I think the biggest jump in viewership for an HBO series between the pilot or the premiere and the second episode. Uh, And I love that this is now like squarely in our rear view mirror and we're like, yep, they did it. That's it. Uh, More please. Man, that was, that was so cool. Like just the, like, and I, I remember sort of being uh, hesitant going into this show because I was like, well, the, the game is about as cinematic as it gets for video games and it tells that story perfectly. And then they started digging around in like a bunch of margins that I don't think any of us expected to see from the show. And it just, it really captured a lot of pockets of this world that, um, not, not that the game pushed past, but that the game didn't, didn't necessarily focus on specifically, right? Like there were like the, the bill episode, like Mm -hmm. was, was a whole hour of TV that did not, exist in the game and was just like this incredible short film. Like it was one of the, if that thing had been 30 minutes longer, like I think it, it, it would have been up for, for best picture for like at, at the Academy Awards. Like, I think that that was like a perfectly encapsulated singular drama and it was just excellent. Like the cinematography on the show was incredible. The writing was great. The acting was great. Um, the, it just felt like such a treat to get this. Like mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting watching this show with my wife who'd never played the game. And I was just sitting there kind of just making that kind of Willem Dafoe grinning face, like, aha, she's going to wait to this part. And it was just, it was awesome to see this, this world. I loved this game. I loved, uh, turn in a, a, a big prestige HBO show. Like they, they fucking nailed it. Like, God damn, like they actually, they actually nailed it. And like, this is, 
after decades of just companies completely dropping the ball mm -hmm. with video game adaptations, mm -hmm. live action TV shows and movies and everything like that. And like, man, like this, this, this set the bar, like this, this set the bar so high on a whole new level for what, uh, how do you, how you adapt a video game for, for mature audiences for television, you know, like, yeah, this, this is, was this, th yeah, this was the year where video game adaptations usurped superheroes. Mm -hmm. Like comic mm -hmm. book movies kind of got sidelined or just kind of dropped the ball compared to a lot of the game stuff we got. Uh, yeah. and we'll get to more of that. But like, yeah, The Last of Us, I, I think we we're like, this could go either way. This could this could be really good. It could be completely redundant. It could be it could be fine and just sort of fall squarely in the middle. Uh, and it it wasn't it did. It did everything. You know, we were hoping it would. And, and then some. Yeah, so it, that was a cool way to kick things off. And then it was it was fun. like, you know, Neil Druckmann, you know, working closely with that. At this beloved uh, mushroom infested property and then meanwhile you had miyamoto working on the mario movie another mushroom infested property and both of them were massive massive successes that yep. uh you know targeted entirely different demographics but i think that that's kind of the, the you know the two ends of the video game spectrum getting squarely leaping into another medium it's really cool to see that um, it's the it's really the beauty of the industry of where the industry's at right now because you know to brian's point like you can't focus on some of these things in the show that they focused on in the game. Like it just, it would, it would kill the pacing. It wouldn't make sense. Um, like to just, you know, like, Oh, let's have an hour long cut scene of Bill and Frank's like history together. Like no, nobody wants to sit through that in the game. Like, unless you're playing a Kojima game, obviously because Kojima would definitely put something like that in their games. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just great that, you know, that we're getting this. Like I love, that we're getting kind of a way to double dip on our favorite things now with uh, all these studios taking these opportunities and chances on extending the their mm -hmm. IPs, uh, you know, reach. Well, also, it's a good it, it's good for games themselves, because if, you know, studios are planning for things to make the leap into another medium, there has to be something substantial there to make it stand out. Yeah. Yep. You can't just be like, oh, it's a, a military shooter. Okay, what does it do? Like, what's what's different? If you want to actually have any any room to you know flourish and adapt and get out there, you have to have a something dare I say unique. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, also uh, shifting gears, we also got the DualSense Edge. That was that was yeah. that January really? That was January. Yeah, very end of January. I think it was like the twenty sixth. Um, but yeah, very end. Favorite. Control. You love yours, right? I love mine. I saw it. I got it right here. Look at that. There it is. So yeah. fancy. Again, this is it's it's yeah. Sony did really huge stuff on in other other forms of media, and then kind of little incremental bits of hardware and accessories, which is funny to think about. Uh, one big thing that we got. I know this is kind of a running theme in January. Was we were like, okay, what's coming out for PlayStation VR two? That's coming out in twenty minutes. What do we mm -hmm. play on it? And we got a we got a. I think 30 games got announced in one go. I can't remember if that was a if that was a dedicated state of play or or what, but it was and a lot you know a lot of them were a lot of them were ports. A lot of them were things that we'd already seen in other places, which is still okay. If I haven't played it, it's new to me, that kind of thing, but mm -hmm. still I think, you know, we were we were sort of like, okay, Horizon and what else? And we still are kind of in that spot in terms of any kind yeah. of first party support there. I, I finally opened mine, which is great, but the only thing I've played on it since I've opened mine is Beat Saber. Mm. Um, so which isn't, you know, necessarily the what 
Sony has created the PSVR 2. Like, let's, you know, let's give our, our players another way to play Beat Saber. It's not the like, beat all end we, all. That's not the be all end all. Beat, no. beat all, beat all. The no. beat all end all. Of I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I can leave. Anyway, this was, uh, this, this was a this was an immensely frustrating product for me. Um, I'll be I agree. I'll, no, I'll be completely blunt about it. And I know the audience like there's this and I'm, I'm tiptoeing here, but like there is a very loud, very passionate audience here who loves PSVR 2. And I will say from the bottom of my heart that you all deserve better from sony like the fact that this thing the fact that this thing shipped without an astro game was really the writing on the wall before you know you could even put the headset on to see the wall or the la the fourth wall whatever it was um before you could scan it before you could scan it but like the fact that like we got a horizon game at launch and then like basically they went radio silent on first party stuff now obviously there's been a pretty steady trickle of like third party stuff and ports and stuff like that. And like, I don't mm -hmm. think that the people who own these things who are like really tapped in are like truly starved for uh, stuff to play, but you all deserve better and you know it. And Sony knows it too. And it sucks that like they, it's, again, it's been eight, nine months now since mm -hmm. this thing came out, 10 months, 11 months, whatever. Uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever we're pretending to air this episode, <laughs> happy new year. Um, <laughs> The fact that they still haven't been like, these are all of our internal studios who are working on this tells me that they have no internal studios working on this on this product. There are no there is nobody, there's nobody in Insomniac, there is nobody at Santa Monica, there are no one is working on games for this thing at PlayStation. Mm -hmm. What what the hell? Like, how does that I don't I don't understand how that happened. Like to me, it is it is a baffling product because it is directly tying into one of their most if not their most successful playstation ever built and sold that thing they they are selling every single ps5 they are on a trajectory not seen since like the ps2 like they're they're crushing it with that mm -hmm. thing they're absolutely dominating they're selling every single system they put out they're they're like breaking records with games like spider-man which we'll get to in a minute but like then you have this this next gen cutting edge vr companion piece to this this is the the most powerful consumer level vr system ever made mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything with it why and, I, yeah i can't help but wonder their... if uh i was i was gonna say i can't help but wonder if if meta scooped them on a lot of studios because we see a lot of quest mm -hmm. games trickling out that are like you know quest exclusive and they might yeah. they probably will come to psvr in, in due time but i i think a lot of dump trucks full of money drove up to different houses and facebook has a pretty you know they've got pretty deep pockets and they also mm -hmm. aren't trying to sell a regular console they're just trying to sell vr headsets they're just yeah. trying to sell quests and for them to strictly focus on that it's kind of understandable that sony would be I don't know, maybe they can't maybe they can't compete on that front maybe they're biding their mm -hmm. time maybe they're waiting for the you know the ps5 install base to get bigger maybe the supply chain issues for the regular playstation 5 were you know so much that trying to focus on pushing the, the vr headset when most people couldn't get their hands on the actual system seemed like maybe it's like a boy who cried wolf thing they don't want to get too loud about it until mm -hmm. it'll actually do them any good but you know here we are almost uh almost a year later and it's still you know still kind of radio silent on that front uh, yeah. February was the big was the big PSVR two release. 
you know, the, re the reception was good for what it was, but it also, you know, left something to be desired. We were sort of like, oh, cool. They have a state of play right around the same time. Surely they will focus heavily on PlayStation VR 2. They did not. They focused heavily on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is out now in, what is it, February now? It's like February 2nd, I believe. Okay. So like about a month from when this goes live. Yeah, they keep kicking it fully, down the road. Fully playable on PSVR 2, though. You just, oh, you know, yeah. you have to play it in, in the virtual mode, theater. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, in March, we got the Last of Us PC release, which was a disaster and made a lot mm. of people very unhappy, which was, you know, kind of a drag because it was also, I think that was when, I can't remember if the, the Last of Us show had had its finale yet or whatever, but that was, that saw sales for the game just skyrocketing across, you know, the various iterations, the PS4 version, the PS5 version, the, the sequel, it all, it all got like a sizable bump from people throwing on the show, which is a, We've, we've been seeing that since the, you know, the Witcher Netflix show, like when something, you know, when people watch something that's about a game, they go, damn, I should go play that game or I should go replay that game or whatever. And people go and, you know, they take their wallets out and it's it it's tri it's tricky to, to develop games to hit a certain exact date, which is why we have, you know, we don't have as many movie tie ins anymore because it's sort of if you're it takes you five years to make a game and two and a half years to make a movie. It's kind of obvious there, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Would have been cool if they had the the ps5 you know last of us part one ready to go uh actually wait no that was already out what am i saying but the pc version would have been cool to have a, a functional version of that for people to yeah that one hands on it this episode of podcast beyond is brought to you by nordvpn a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace are you tired of streaming shows movies or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space well switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue the same goes for shopping you can get the best possible deal on subscriptions flights hotels and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, this one launched just had, you know, chronically wet Joel and a bunch of, you oh, yeah, know, that's bushy, right. bushy brows and just all types of about, weird, yeah. weird, they try weird to fix that And in season two, he's just Pedro Pascal's is sweating uncontrollably, just like, just like <laughs> that, that was, Jordan Peele gif. Just like that was so funny. I, that's like I that was like one of the funniest glitches of the year was just like seeing Joel walk out and there's just like water streaming down his whole face and body. And that's. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. We got the the GTA 6 trailer that just mentions, you know, uh, in the press release that just mentioned the next-gen consoles and not PC. And it's like, people are like, why aren't, why isn't this game on PC yet? And it's like, well, because uh, PC is not one thing. What model PC do you you're, have? Yeah, yeah, it's a million you're testing, things. Yep, you're literally testing, like, a million different configurations when you're building something on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just impossible to test for everybody across all different specs and then again across different graphical settings yeah. across so it's just it's unrealistic to test it all you they will do their due diligence and test as many as they can um and develop to be as wide range for pc but man it is it, it's it's rough unless you're yeah. purely developing for pc like it's tough yeah, and this is, you know, this is not us making excuses because like there are a hundred studios out there with a fraction of the budget of Naughty Dog that is able to ship day and date competent PC ports that mm-hmm. uh, work just as well as their uh, console brothers and sisters do. But that's not what happened here. I don't understand what happened here. I don't know how this game. I mean, it's like we also saw this with the with the I mentioned GTA, but like the GTA uh, remasters came out and they were mm-hmm. just like they were a mess on a bunch of systems and it's like yep. what what happened there like don't you guys have enough money to not make this my problem <laughs> but yeah we i mean we get we get loud and make noise about it and i think a lot of people don't care or they're late to the party mm-hmm. and by the time you know by the time it all dies down the game is stable and playable there's yep. really aside from just dodging spoilers there's really not much upside to like early adopting games at this point uh yeah. Not to get yeah, too, and with, and with this game, you didn't have to worry about the spoilers because, like, it was yeah, very. It was it, they were on the spoilers were on HBO. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, arguably the weirdest tech month for us uh, in April. We found out that Sony had patented uh, the hot that hot and cold controller tech, where like the controller would get cold or hot in your hands, and it was also squishy or something. It was like it was wasn't just... it one of the I think one of the patents was like it would like melt like it would reform it was like made out of goo or something like it would like it was weird like it would reach you could reshape it i was like that's doesn't sound I'm like excited. something I'm i want when I'm stretch gaming. armstrong with an x button which is really all i've ever wanted from gaming you can really <laughs> feel the wet joel <laughs> i want i don't know i don't know what this thing is i feel like whenever we actually get it it's gonna be we're gonna spend nine months being like, I don't want this thing. This thing sounds stupid, and it comes out, and we're like, it's actually pretty cool, but I still don't want one. Which is exactly what happened with the other thing that we got rumors of in April, which was the PlayStation Portal, which was what Project Q. Q. We were just like, what in, what in, what in the hell is this game? Is this thing the little? You know, it was. I think we heard rumors of a handheld, like a little cloud handheld, yeah. like a, a special mm-hmm. dedicated, and then every little detail we got. Brian, you always talk about like the cone of disappointment and how like the thing at the top is like 
hooray, wonderful thing. And then it gets gradually smaller and you're like, oh, I actually don't want that thing. And it gets very yeah. small. And the very bottom is a thing you didn't ever want. It's PlayStation's like, making a new system. It's a handheld. It plays your PS5 games remotely on a competent internet connection and nowhere else. Like by the time you're at the bottom, you're like, is there any ice cream in this thing? Or is it just like one of those nubs? It's not even those ice cream cones that have a little chocolate at the bottom, a little treat. I like that. I like when they do that. It keeps the ice cream from leaking out the bottom and it's a fun time. What a nice surprise, right? And you never know if you're going to get one of those or not. I don't think I've ever had one of those. What? This is is news to me. What? This is news to me. Isn't it? It's drumsticks, isn't it? They do that. Oh, I I don't think I've ever had. I don't think I've ever had a drumstick like we're gonna, we're gonna pull over for a second. We gotta talk about drumsticks. Um, <laughs> talk about... I'm just kids. I'm stopping the car. Uh, drumsticks. I remember being one of the biggest. Like I love them in theory. They were one of the biggest disappointments because they <laughs> an you always get cone of disappointment. There, it was actually kind of a cone of disappointment. Yes. <laughs> no, they need to be. They need to be a certain amount of softness to properly eat them because they're like chocolate covered at the top. But if you get them from like a little freezer at the corner store or whatever, they're typically like rock hard you could like whack some over the head and, and knock him unconscious my friend's cousin actually did that with a frozen snickers N- knocked his brother unconscious and like really? his dad was like do you did this with a snickers and it, was like, <laughs> it was in the freezer and he was like that's really really bad he might have a concussion also sort of impressive like yeah anyway yeah so like i'm familiar with the drumsticks ice cream but i just never was one that i was like oh i want to have one of those just never was my taste i think i should give them another shot now that i'm older more uh, more refined palate but i remember they used to have these ads in like comics where they would show uh like a cross section of the drumstick that would show you that it had like a caramel center but caramel when it's frozen solid is not a good mm-hmm. time to eat you know i don't know how what i think you need to let a drumstick melt a certain amount but even then it's still going to keep the the caramel core is going to be rock hard. So, have you guys ever had Fat Boys? <laughs> what? Fat Boy? It's like another. It's another company that makes. It's just a real thing. Yeah, fat look boy, up Fat, fat Boy. Are you just tricking me to is Google this, Fat Boy ice cream? <laughs> is this a Jersey thing, Brian? It's just it's another Jersey sandwich. thing. They no, they but they also make cones. They have. They also make the Big Sunday. Daddy. Apparently, Fat Boy and Big Daddy are the aren't those names of nuclear weapons? Yeah, this these were Oppenheimer tie-ins. <laughs> God. Oh, these are just like, uh, like what, like Klondike bars, basically, they're kind just, of thing. They're just big ice cream sandwiches. But they also That's... make ice cream cones, you guys. Okay. <laughs> oh, anyway. I see them. They're okay. Yeah, those. Are, they're just like, they look like Cornettos. You know, those British and... things that are in the, the movies. Yes. No? Nope. Nope. They made all, Edgar Wright made a whole trilogy about you're, Cornettos. You're making up words. No, it's a Cornetto. Uh, Make it up words, Max. Cornetto is British for trumpet, and that's why they call them that over there. Anyway, this was a, this was a huge... Uh, big year for PlayStation. Big, big year. Okay, we can get going. Big year, year right. for drumstick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's go 40, yeah. 40 years in a row with that name without selling any chicken at all. I think that's... Let's give it up. <laughs> Great <Yeah>. company. <laughs> Kudos to them. <laughs> yeah, so, this episode um, is brought to you by Drumsticks. I think... No, they have not. They were not, they did not <laughs> sponsor us. Maybe they will. <laughs> We like drumsticks. If they want to sponsor us, we're okay with that. I hope we do a whole episode just licking ice cream cones the whole time. I'm willing yeah. to try one for the first time. We no, like ham, and some people liked it. We'll do it again with with ice with frozen delights. Now the real I think one, they're, if they're better than Fat Boy, that's what I say. You know, the, you, the, real, the real, the real, the the real ice cream of the ice crop is the uh, the the Good Humor Strawberry Shortcake Bar. That thing is just mm, that's a good oh my one. god, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, and and his and her cousin, the chocolate eclair. Yeah, why don't they make those huge? Why don't they make them big? How big? Size of a keyboard. 
That's I'd, eat that. <laughs> I'd eat that whole thing like a cake. Uh, anyway, yeah. So in May we got. Jen is like, gotta... I've hit my limit with you, idiot. <laughs> I know. It's. I just like. I feel like I don't. I don't eat enough ice cream. Apparently, because you guys are saying a bunch of things I don't know. Like, Look, I'm gonna go. The, I'm gonna go after we record. I'm gonna go to the corner store and I'm gonna go and get a strawberry shortcake and I'm gonna bring it to your house. And if they have it, if they okay. don't, then I won't go to your house. But I'll let you know. Sometimes they do. It's not really the season for them. It's it's it won't uh, be the, it won't be the size of a keyboard, unfortunately. Just swing by and knock on my door, and I'll walk with you. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. In May we got the big summer showcase. The what would the would be June E3 somewhere in there. Sony straight up said we're not going to E3, which isn't really a surprise. E3 wasn't really a thing. No one yeah. really expected that. Uh. Rest in peace. E3. The summer showcase was cool. It had some it had some fun stuff in there. It also was um heavily third party, you know, it was a lot of stuff that's going to be cross platform. I think a lot of us were like, cool, we've got this sick giant PlayStation thing. What what can it do that other things can't? And then we got a bunch of stuff shown off. And then what the Xbox Twitter account was like, <laughs> actually, uh, and it was like, here's, you know, t- t- 23 of those games are coming to, you know, to Xbox, coming to the, as well. to Xbox as well, which is cool. I mean, ultimately, like I'm I don't I don't care. I, yeah. I don't care. I like I like PlayStation exclusives because they typically take full advantage of the hardware. They do really cool stuff with that. Mm-hmm. They are able to play to one particular strength and you know, they ultimately have a lot of polish, a lot of prestige to them. That's great. If a multi-platform game is able to do that as well, that makes me happy too. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I'm yeah, a good game should be played by as many people as possible. Unfortunately, yes. as we see with PC ports coming out, a good game that tries to go to as many platforms as possible frequently spreads itself too thin and just kind of backfires. And then no one has a nice time, uh, but yeah. Yep. It, so anyway, that was a I don't, that was a we did get uh, we did get play uh, uh, Spider Man two gameplay in mm-hmm. there, right was mm-hmm. that the tail end of that yeah because I remember that I'm, that one did a lot of heavy lifting for me was that also the one we got RE four or was that no that was remember. that was uh, earlier right RE four yeah I don't know we got. RE4 came out before yeah. this. So no, RE4 that was RE4. Then. RE4, you're thinking of last year's showcase that had RE4 that yes. had us yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah the, I kind of the... wish that this uh, this showcase had, like, we were always like, show us more stuff, Sony, show us more stuff. And then they showed us this, and it looked phenomenal, and it definitely sold me on Spider-Man. I also, this was maybe my favorite stretch of that game. Like, the whole lizard mm-hmm. chase was one of the most impressive set pieces, if not the most impressive. And I... Uh, I don't know. I was sort of like, okay, is it going to be a lot of stuff like this? And it wasn't, you know, this was like a really big, huge demo that I kind of felt like got spoiled. You know, they kind of, they kind of showed off a lot of the biggest set pieces in this game in uh, marketing. I think the marketing went a little Mm -hmm. too hard in the paint on this one. And uh, I don't know. It worked. I I feel like they, I feel like they kind of had to though, because we have there's so many people that are like, oh, Spider-Man DLC, blah, blah, blah. It's just, oh, they're just giving them another suit and blah, blah. So like they needed to kind of go big with the marketing to show off like, hey, there's your here's your big moments to expect. And then we still got a bunch of like yeah. really cool things like the opening scene or whatnot for Spider-Man 2 was fantastic. One of the best openings games have gotten in a while fantastic if you ask me it was very fantastic i wouldn't wouldn't worry about those idiots though those like those people are going to be for sure i had them in my i was tweeting about ign's game of the year being zelda Mm -hmm. and i had people in my mentions being like oh is this the first time like a demo has ever won game of the year and it's like yeah dude a demo that i played for 150 hours god what is this the original resident evil 4 demo 
which I definitely I mean, for <laughs> the best the best the demo PS1 of all time demo is the, disc I got. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Metal Gear Solid Tank Who would do such the a best tank? Metal Gear game. Um, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I we we got people in the comments on the the roundup of all our game awards who are just adamant like Spider Man Two is the best game of the year. And I'm like, dude, I wish I felt that way about it. That's I'm glad you had such mm-hmm. a good time. A lot of people had a really good time. A lot of people loved it. It's um, great. It's a yeah. great game. It's a solid game. I just, you know, there's a certain amount of, um, you know, there's some fatigue there if you play the last two. And a lot of people did play the last two and they want, we, you know, we spent last last episode griping about how, you know, the Avatar game wasn't enough like Far Cry and we wanted more sameness. And I don't know, it's it's a, it's hypocritical and unfair to make these demands, but um, yeah. I just, I, I, like- I just wanted more. That's, I think that was the big thing. And that's, you know, that's selfish. And like the developer put a lot of time into Spider-Man 2. I just wanted more. And that's the, you know, get more, you know, and and we're going to get more eventually. And that's, you know, but that's just I think that is the sign of a a good or great game is that it you want more after you're done with it. So. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at these games that look amazing, look incredible. And then 30 seconds later, they show another big game that looks amazing and incredible. And these things just get stacked on top of each other. And it's Mm -hmm. deeply unsurprising that more games are, you know, that they people aren't trying to do E3 all over again, that they, you know, they'll yep. be like, we're having a special direct for one specific game or. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the big thing we got in June sort of, uh, I guess it was shortly after all the former E3 shaped stuff was Final Fantasy 16, which was the first. Yep. The, I th- the, yeah. I think we got that trailer at the end of that showcase in May as well. I think we got one of the trailers for it, um, which kind of gave us a better look at it um, and very much had me hyped. I loved Final Fantasy 16. It's I don't know if it's in my top 10 for this year, but if if it's definitely like top 15, um, just fantastic game, just over the top scale. Like the storytelling is, was amazing. Um, still didn't do do great but they're female characters like a lot of games nowadays um a lot of fridging going on in this one but um overall just excellent action you know it had uh ryoto suzuki i believe that is the correct name of the the combat director from devil may cry joined the team and released uh helped them release this and it was just fantastic from start to finish um and it's one of the ones that was on my list for my trophy sprint for the new game plus to get that platinum so and dlc came out we got dlc at the tail end of last year and more coming this year so that's cool um yeah yeah i wish this i wish this did something for me i know a lot of people who really like ff14 latched onto this Mm -hmm. because it was the same same folks working on it it's got undeniable amount of polish it's got gorgeous style uh best sid we've ever gotten like just just the best sid by far yeah that that voice good heavens uh but i yeah I, i yeah, it, it, it's the corner of Final Fantasy that doesn't appeal to me. Like, it almost feels like it went down a checklist of things that I didn't want from this game. And it's I'm I can make peace with the fact that this wasn't trying to be for me. You know, like that's sometimes mm-hmm. how things are. I, I like the weird uh, magical realism. I like the the touch of modern stuff thrown in there. I like the open world side of things. I like, you know, I don't uh, I don't mind turn based combat. This this is kept like the one modern edition of Final Fantasy that I could take or leave. Um, and it was a beat 'em up game, you know, which is which is very very funny. But uh, not beat 'em up action game, hack and slash. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for for um, you know FF7 Part Two. Um, yeah, no, we got that. That's out end of next month. Coming soon. So. Yeah, I'm hoping Rebirth. that's a that's a big a big beefy one. Uh, 
Moving on to July, we got the uh, we got more Spider-Man stuff at Comic-Con, which was cool. One thing that I, mm-hmm. I really appreciated was that the first time Spider-Man got shown off at Comic-Con, it was like part of like a larger Marvel Games panel. And this mm-hmm. year it was a full on, it got its own panel. Like it was like Marvel Spider-Man 2, the panel, which was like, yeah, that should that's how it should go. Like if these games are like 60 hour movies, then like what are they doing sharing a stage with three or four other games, you know, and it's... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> It probably didn't didn't hurt that there was, you know, every the actors and writers were on strike. So there was a lot less people at Comic-Con than normal, but uh, yeah. still a cool time. I got some stuff shown off. Uh, that was when we got the premiere of Twisted Metal, I believe. Heck which yeah. You love this show. I was like, I love Twisted Metal. I can't wait to rewatch it again before season two. How many times have you year? watched this this show? Three times. I, re- are you like, I watched are you it just three like times. hoping that one of these days, like Sweet Tooth is going to win. Like it's not it's not Starfield. They're not going to like <laughs> shake things become... up and just. Does it become comfort food for you? It actually has. It actually has become a comfort food show. I've been um, so I've been rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine um, mm-hmm. after um, Andre Brower's passing. Just kind of like watching his old stuff, um, not old stuff, but his works that he was in. Yeah. Um, and then seeing um, Stephanie Beatrice in Brooklyn Nine Nine, who played Rosa, and then she's also in Twisted Metal. Um, like I just I love seeing a lot of characters uh, pop up. Even um, Stu, if you watch the show, Stu in this show is the the kind of the dumb idiot who tags along with with um, um, with uh, tags along with Sweet Tooth. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine and plays a super dumb character in there too. So it's like I love seeing all these like remembering all these characters. Like oh they're in this and this. Um, and I just enjoy Anthony Mackie as an actor. Like I think he's fantastic. I think he's done does some really great comedy work um like uh was it pain and gain um i forgot he was, was in all, that yeah, yeah fantastic i fantastic like that that was that was michael bay's bits. idea of like a smaller indie movie like he's like i'm doing yeah. a smaller character study and it was just pain and gain i was like you are a complicated man michael bay uh yeah yeah anthony mackie his his whole thing at the game awards like he's immensely charismatic like i, I, I think he's mm-hmm. a funny dude this this show uh i watched the first couple episodes it wasn't it didn't do anything for me but i think i don't i don't know what i expected i don't really have a ice cream truck in this car fight or whatever you want to call it like it's it, <laughs> twisted metal I, you know I, twisted I was, metal tournament it's very goofy you know like it's a very it's mm-hmm. it's got a, a clown dancing to the thong song i don't know if yeah. i was like that's bad that's stupid but i'm also one of those people who like can appreciate practically anything half earnestly half ironically i just maybe came at this from the wrong angle but i'm happy that it that a lot of people seem to really gel with it and here's hoping that maybe we get a twisted metal game one of these days that would be nice and I think, you know, I think for those who like maybe wrote it off at that first trailer, that first trailer was not indicative of what the show actually is. So like ignore that first trailer and just go in like like kind of blind to the rest of it. And I think you'll really enjoy it. They do some really some great profoundly bad marketing. They Yes, the marketing yeah. was pretty bad for this one. Yeah. Um, but just I think it's very solid storytelling. The music every episode is fantastic. Like like if you want to just hear some good bops from like the 90s there's probably 2000s, easier ways to like, do it than watching twisted is. metal straight through but if you know you don't have any i don't know if you don't have spotify you only have uh peacock, <laughs> peacock. or whatever yeah you throw how, it on it's like a 90s watch, station how did you watch a show about an ice cream truck three times and you don't know what a drumstick ice cream is i'm shocked <laughs> fake ice cream fan have you ever seen guy. Uh, you know, I didn't say I didn't know what a drumstick was. I said I've never had one myself. Got it. Okay. Well, I understand yeah. Twisted yes. Metal if I've never had a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> New article. We got, a, we got a bag of uh, of Naruto chips. 
like they straight up made like potato chips and i was just like well well i understand these chips if i haven't watched naruto <laughs> i don't know it's a stupid <laughs> problem to have um i really hate what they what count chocula did to brom stoker's original work completely lost the plot there <laughs> uh sony kept it going strong with car-based adaptations in august we got the gran turismo movie released which mm-hmm. everyone i know who's seen it was like yeah it's pretty good um yeah yeah, I, I don't, excellent, yeah. excellent performances by everybody involved. I, I was I enjoyed the story. It's based on a, a true story. What? Um, no way. Know, they should have crazy. said that at some point in the trailers. I know or on the posters like they really places. should have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, minus some of the the gamey things that they do in the early parts of the movie. I was like, OK, this is like them being like, this is a video game movie. And I was like, this is not what we're trying to see. You shouldn't be trying to sell this as a video game movie. You should be selling it as a movie that has overlap with a game ser- a game franchise. Like there's like a seven minute um, scene at the beginning where they update the film with like a texture pack. I thought that was too much personally. <laughs> the, the, you know, for me, it was just the, it was just the text that popped in the, the, the font that, you know, that they used and, oh, like, yeah, the and you had to scroll all the way to the bottom. That was and accept, hit click accept. That was yeah. So annoying. Movie theater is really weird. Um, but yeah, outside of that early stuff, I thought it was fantastic. And I think it's, I think it went to netflix for streaming early like in december so Should have been on playstation plus but what do i know could be there too yeah maybe um september we got sort of inadvertently one of the best console exclusives for a short period of time baldur's gate 3 dropped uh after hitting you know pc out of early access in early august you know baldur's gate 3 finally on xbox everyone should play it more places that's great yes uh it was really nice to get that on on playstation that was a game that i didn't I'm I'm so used to sort of seeing really cool looking PC games or stuff that's in early access and being like someday it'll come to PC and then it never does or it takes forever mm-hmm. or by the time it does I've completely you know given up and moved on. This was not the case here. Like I think it it they managed to strike while the iron was hot and uh, yeah this game rules. We talked about that enough recently, but yeah, Baldur's Gate, hooray, good job everybody. Uh, supposed to be in September, but it was in fact in October. Spider Man Two. We talked about that a little bit already, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I totally forgot that one got delayed by just like a smidge, just a few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, came out the same day as Mario, which was weird because they're yep. both they were red and blue, and they both and have... Sonic Superstars, I believe. Also, this, I love how this show is always there's always someone around who has to just like, what about Sonic? <laughs> I mean, I did the Sonic? review for Sonic Superstars, so you like, forgot for you me, did the review for Sonic Superstars yes. the week that you did the review for Sonic Superstars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did. I did. I, I was like, you're I think that was one of the episodes. If you go back, you asked me like anything you want to plug, Jada. I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> if, if Sega had sat down at the beginning of the year and said, all right, so what is the worst release date we can pick for our game this year? They yep. could not have picked a more perfect release date let's than pit, this one. Let's put Sonic let's against really Spider-Man Mario and Mario. Not selling yeah. as much as him. Let's 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 yeah. go after like the most famous Mac mascot platformer and like the most famous comic book hero of all what time. What could go sure. wrong? What could yeah. go wrong? Well, it all it all worked out just fine for everybody. Uh, in November, we well we sort of got the PlayStation Portal. It came out. I still haven't seen one firsthand. Um, yeah, we had this sort of very late realization. And again, understandable that you don't understand what a thing is supposed to be when all of the information you have based on it is the leaks like you know, early tech patent stuff as opposed to deliberate marketing. I think Sony could have done a better job of marketing this thing as being more of a controller than a device, 
which yeah. once it kind of clicked that it's a it's a controller with a screen on it, I was like, oh, that's not too bad. Um, I was a uh, I was poking around the subreddit for this thing the other day, um, and I realized there's there's no there's no hacking community around it because there's really nothing to hack. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. I was like, oh, I wonder if they got xCloud working on this thing or like Netflix or whatever. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it literally just mirrors your PS5. Mm -hmm. um, and people were able to do like some interesting stuff with it. Like they're, you know, uh, we put up a video of like uh, somebody playing at an airplane, which actually turned out to be like a, a Starlink uh, yeah. powered air airplanes. If you're in one of those airlines, like, yes, you can. It's, it's powerful enough that you can yeah. in the sky connect to your PS5. Regular but, airplane, probably not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a, again, continuing yeah. the theme of, of weird little hardware choices. Uh, we also got the not slim PS5. It's sort of a slimmer. It's a slimmer PS5, but it ultimately like we. Yeah, there it is. There it, it is. is holding it up. It's slightly slimmer, but also, you know, it's just the new PS5 moving forward. Sony didn't even really try to publicize that. We just got all worked up about it. We got all worked up because that's what we do here sometimes. Jada, uh, I hope uh, when Wolverine comes out, they make a version of that that just has like three cuts on each side. That'd be, that'd pretty be really cool. That'd be, good touch. that'd be actually um, kind of cool. Watch them disappoint you, though. Uh, oh, yep. Um, and then, of course, in November, December, we got uh, we got the PlayStation Access controller. We had Grant on a couple weeks ago talking about that. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a big almost. Uh, and then there were those earbuds, which are the only earbuds you can use wirelessly with the uh, with the PlayStation Portal, which I still haven't checked out or really heard any buzz about. But I guess if you hear buzz, they're probably not calibrated right, or maybe you're picking up some kind of interference. I don't know. Uh, only a month late. Yeah. Only a month late later than the the hardware that they're designed for. And the last big addition for 2023 was the was God of War Valhalla. This cool like bonus roguelike mode that was dropped for free during the Game Awards, which sounds mm -hmm. like a really cool way to close out the year. Ultimately, like PlayStation Five is doing great. It's doing wonderful. Yep. It kind of feels like it's doing well in spite of anything Sony's doing. Am, am I? No. I think I think the you know the fans and the community are really just you know despite the slightly slower period we got this year, um, which honestly, if you look back at Sony over the last what six seven years. We've had a bunch of games every year for like six, seven years. There is you're always going to like we were bound for a slightly slower year eventually after six, seven years of just big hits after big hits after big hits. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that now like 2023 may have been a slower year overall compared to previous years. But like I have a feeling in 2024, 2025, like I feel like Sony's going to is my like if I had to pick a year that's PlayStation's gonna pick it back up, I think we might be still a little slower in 2024. I think 2025 yeah, is gonna right be now the we year. We don't really know what's back. coming out this year. We've got some stuff to talk about. We will be talking about that next week. Mm -hmm. Uh on that note, I gotta run out the door. I gotta go buy a strawberry shortcake ice cream bar and bring that to Jada's <laughs> house and bang on the door frantically, be like, try this thing. If they have drumsticks, maybe I'll grab one. I don't know. They prove to be cones of disappointment here and there. Uh, get me a fat boy. Otherwise, I'm, I can always just look. What in am I going to do? Mail it to you? It's going to melt. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> Maybe I'll try one. Uh, do they have them here in this state? It's I'll cold outside. Out. Bring me pictures of Spider-Man and a fat boy. <laughs> uh, pleasure hanging out with you, too, as always. Uh, we'll be back next week with all sorts of fun stuff to talk about. I think we're just going to look ahead at the games that are coming out. And uh, in the meantime, go check out some of our awards best of coverage. I put out 
a big video rounding up all the games that are coming out next year that we know about right now, or at least some of them, as well as all the games that are coming out in January, as well as all the IGN award winners. Been making a lot of all the videos videos, and it's a, been a lot of work. So I'm going to mm-hmm. stop talking now and beyond. <laughs> beyond. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.